Let's look ahead to Wednesday when the other loser teams are playing. There are 11 games on, 22 teams. We're looking at streaming, what's on my radar, an injury update, all of that stuff. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am a clumsy interloper and no one trusts me. And I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free, and we are available on all platforms. It is a uh, look-ahead show for Wednesday. You might be able to stream. Weirdly for me at the moment, I think... I've got equal amounts of guys playing Wednesday and Friday. I go, oh, nah, do I? In one league, I do. Anyway, that, that's beside the point. Um, a quick PSA, because there are still going to be people who ask me this. Yes, Boston does have one more game this week. It is on Friday. Yes, Sacramento does have one more game this week. It is on Friday. Just trust me. Do not trust the schedule you see on ESPN. Do not trust what Yahoo says. Trust me. Every team plays two games this week. If you lose in the quarterfinals in the in-season tournament, you play on Friday. If you win in the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament, you play on Thursday. So the winners from today's two games will play on Thursday. The losers will play the two losers from Monday on Friday. Trust me, that is what is going to happen. Do not panic. The games are going to count. I 100%, 1 million percent guarantee you. And I know people will still doubt it, but I, guarantee, I cannot guarantee it anymore. Every team will play two games. So if your team is showing us one more game or one game only for the week or no more games left this week, it is wrong. Once their opponent gets assigned to them, that game will appear. Please trust me. We hit a look ahead to Wednesday. These are all of the teams that did not make the in-season tournament. There are 11 games on, 22 teams. You might have streaming value for this week. You might not. Just depends, or for this day, have a look. You might have an ability to do it, but we do also want to make sure we can prioritize for Thursday, but it doesn't actually matter. Like if you could actually have space on Wednesday, you're going to have a wider array of guys that are available to add. So do that versus trying to grab a scrap heap guy from Thursday when they might run an eight-man rotation with the starters playing 40 minutes. So just have a look. It's not Advice is never going to be universal because everyone's team is structured differently. Let's take a look at where we're at with some injury updates. Joe Harris, well, he was out, but I believe it's been upgraded to doubtful on the injury report. Not that it matters that much, but yes, he has been upgraded to doubtful. Old mate Joe Harris. Karis Levert is out for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Wendell Carter Jr. and Markel Fultz remain out for the Magic. This is all stand- standard stuff. Levert out means more for Okoro. Um, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero are still out for the Miami Heat. And um, Hayward Highsmith is also out in Miami. So Caleb Martin, Orlando Robinson, Huckers, Robinson, Lowry. There are so many. Richardson, there are so many stream options in Miami. Richardson, if he plays, of course. Jaden McDaniels is out in Minnesota. We did get an update on Goose Anthony Edwards. He is um, questionable, but 
they said that he was trending towards playing, but now he's officially questionable. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that all goes. Jaden McDaniel's out for Minnesota, as I said. Zach Levine is out for the Bulls. Josh Green is out for the Mavericks, as is Maxi Kleber. And BJ Boston is out for the Clippers. What about some questionable statuses? Well, some surprise one showed up. Old mate, my mate, Jordan Poole, showed up on the injury report as questionable. So did Landry Shamit, which is important, not because Shamit is good, but because if Poole was to miss, then Shamit would get increased responsibility. And I guess, conversely, if Shamit is not available, Wes Unseld might be forced to play pool 32 minutes because he's been inexplicably going to Shamit. It helps Tyus Jones probably as well. Obviously, the pool thing has been a disaster, and I'm not sure how much better it gets. It probably improves a little bit, but we never like to see an injured tag on someone. Dean Wade is questionable, the biggest zero-point scoring legend of all time. John Isaac is questionable. That means Caleb Houston probably plays a little bit more for the Magic. Tory Quake. Quake? Wow. Tory Craig is questionable for Chicago. If he is out, I guess they're going to go with um, Julian Phillips, but that doesn't really matter much for us. It's just a little bit extra into Patty Williams. The big one there is Kyrie Irving being questionable. Now, we know the thing, weirdly, has been in Dallas. If Kyrie is out, Derek Jones steps up. And we've got the double whammy here that Kyrie is questionable and Grant Williams is questionable. And if both of those guys are out, Derek Jones is going to have an immense increase in value. Tim Hardaway Jr. is also questionable for the Mavs. For some reason, I don't have him on this list. Let me double check that. Yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. is also questionable for the Mavs. So if he is out, then we get a little bit more from Jaden Hardy. They just don't lean into him enough, though. But if Hardaway and Irving are out, well, we saw that last game. Yeah, Seth Curry steps into that role. But the other thing is Josh Green is also out for Dallas. So I don't even put that on the list. There's just so many guys that are in and out at the moment. Yeah, Josh Green is also out in Dallas. So they've got a lot of injury problems that could open up a ton of value. In um, Utah, Larry Markinen and Jordan Clarkson, I've got them questionable, but that is the only team at the moment, the Jazz, where we don't have the official injury report through. If Markinen is out, it's Fontecchio who gets the boost. If Clarkson is out, we get that boost from Colin Sexton as a really strong scorer there also. And we also saw a boost to Keontae George and his usage. Kelly Olenek is also questionable. If he is out, you're getting him to get more Omer Yurtseven. I think also if Markinen is out, that does help Yurtseven become streamable in 12-team leagues also. The headmaster, Jamal Murray, is questionable after coming back for one game, missing two with an ankle. If he doesn't play in this one, that is a real worrying sign considering the time off the Nuggets have had. Obviously, we look at Reggie Jackson as long as Murray is out. And then Jeremy Grant is officially in the concussion protocol. I would say no chance that he plays, but they have listed him questionable. If he is out, it's Tamani Kamara and Jabari Walker, who could step into 12-team stream value roles. Maybe even Matisse Thibel. And then the other one there in Portland, which is... Unbelievably important. It is um, uh, Red Simons himself. Anthony is questionable. He is looking like he is going to play. We won't get a full idea of this rotation, but Simon, Sharp, Brogdon, Scoot, we need to figure out how it all works together. And it's going to be really weird and messy initially. And don't be shocked if we get to a situation where um, Sharp does become droppable. We're not doing it yet, but we just want to see how it all plays out. In terms of probable statuses, a few interesting ones here. De'Anthony Melton is probable with an illness. Kelly Oubre returns for the Sixers. Zach Collins has popped up as probable for the Spurs with um, a thumb issue. Devin Vassell, probable with knee management. Like, what have you been doing the last four days? What the hell is going on with that? Um, Alex Caruso's toe is probable. Like, he'll probably leave this game at halftime. Uh, Chris Paul and Andy Wiggins are both probable for the Warriors also. So that ability of Pajemski or Moses Moody to have value is um, dropping with both of those guys likely to return. A few guys who have missed that are now off the injury report, 
Doug McDermott, Victor Wembanyama, Dante Exum, Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Richardson is off the injury report. Um, Derek Rose is returning. Zaya Williams is back. Tyrese Maxey is back. Joel Embiid is back. Nick Batum is back. And Daniel House Jr. They are all back. That is, uh, that is a lot. And that is where we're at with the injury update. Today's episode is brought to you by the good folks over at eBay Motors. They have partnered with me and this show, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long, whether it is prepping for some sort of daily selection thing or scouting the waiver wire for your team. We're going to help provide you with players guaranteed to fit on your roster. So what are we looking at? Obi Toppin, I think, is an interesting guy, especially with the schedule at the moment. They play on Thursday, semifinal day. Toppin, who featured earlier today on the Buy Low, Sell High show, um, is shooting unbelievably. 44% from three, 70 plus percent, I think 78% from two. He's also blocking shots, playing as a backup center, and there is real value in him at the moment. Now, I don't think there's any chance that that sustains long-term, but for now, with the good schedule, Toppin looks pretty good and could be a guaranteed fit on your team eBay Motors knows that a championship team is all about a player being a perfect fit, and that's the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever it is that your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. Do you call your car your baby? I don't. Anyway, with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride for the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices... You're burning rubber and not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to US customers. Eligible items apply. Eligible items only, sorry, and exclusions apply. Okay, let's um, go in now to, what are we at? The streams of the day. That's where we're at. For 10-team category leagues, we look at a 65% roster cutoff here. So Derek Lively is available in like 50% of leagues. He should not be. You should roster him. I don't think he's going to play those big minutes like he did last game. But the fact that they went to that means that it can happen. And maybe he pushes to 30 minutes as we move forward. There are going to be rocky nights. There are going to be foul trouble nights. Don't worry. You've got to roster him. Non-negotiable in category leagues. In points leagues, iffy. You can look at his point scoring. You can look at his fantasy points and see whether it makes sense for you. Category leagues, I don't care. You've got to roster him. 12-team streamer. I like Pat Williams here. Tory Craig's in doubt. Zach Levine is out. Williams can be hit or miss. We know this. But there is going to be big opportunity for him, and he could fall flat on his face. But at least I feel all right that he's going to at least bring some defensive stats, a couple of rebounds, maybe hit a three or two. All right, so there is something in there with some safety for floor, but also some upside. For 14-teamers, Xavier Tillman, the cashier, he's back. I think he's going to eventually supplant Bismack Biombo. And in deeper leagues, he's like 17% rostered. He's worth grabbing. 12s, I'm, I'm un, unsure on. And then for 16-teamers, I do look at Nikhil Alexander-Walker with Jaden McDaniels out. Even if Edwards returns, Alexander-Walker should start and play 30 minutes. He's not going to do a huge amount, but in deeper leagues, getting 30 minutes a night is relatively useful. And for points leagues, both Yahoo and ESPN, Keontae George comes out as the highest projected guy. Obviously, he has issues with shooting numbers at times, but if Lowry is out, he gets more shots. If Lowry is back, he gets more assists. And I think at 44% rostered, he's going to be an intriguing guy for you. Let's go through the 11 games and see what is on my radar. For the first game, it is the Sixers and the Wizards. Let me double check. We've got no early starts. No, it's a standard start time there. We just got the update from the Jazz, by the way, which is sick. Would have loved that about 30 minutes ago. Um, Clarkson is out. Markinen is out. Olenek is out. Bryce Sensabor is out, which is an L. I'd love to see him play. But that Olenek, Markinen, Clarkson out means fire up your Sextons, your Yurt Sevens, and in deeper leagues... Well, Fontecchio as well, but in deeper leagues, Taylor Hendricks. Four stream options just appear. 
for the uh, for the uh, for the Jazz. Be aware of that. Kelly Oubre's back for the Sixers. That's what's on my radar there. So we want to see. I imagine he'll be slowly eased in. But how do they use Oubre, uh, Batum, and Covington? Remember, before the injury, Oubre's minutes in production was trending down. I do think that you want to roster him, but I don't know that it lasts long term. And then on the wizard side, I do want to see. Well, I don't want to see anything about them, but I do want to see Tyus Jones, how often Wes Unsell benches him. There are a lot of people with Tyus Jones, which is weird. He's one of those guys that feels, I don't know what the right word is. I just don't want to be like offensive, but he just feels like safe. So people are like, man, like, why don't they just do more with Tyus Jones? Tyus Jones needs to do more. It's, you know, he's finally got this opportunity. It's so unfair to him. Um, he's just being really dicked over by the team. Or maybe he's just not that good. Like that is like he is okay, but I think people there are some people who act like because he just seems like a safe player who's not flashy that he's awesome and deserves more opportunity. I don't know what it is. I, I honestly don't. He's very very strong, but maybe he's just not cut out to be a starting point guard. And yes, Unsell dicks him over a lot, right? And I think he could do a lot more than what he's been doing. But also maybe he's just not that good, and he's definitely not a future starting point guard on this team. He's not that guy long term. I I don't think there's any debate about that. And I actually think if he does get traded, which he will, um, Jordan Poole will probably start at point guard and then maybe more value unlocks there. I don't know. In terms of streams, Robert Covington and Nick Batum would be options there for the Sixers. While for the uh, Wizards, Bilal Kulabali has dropped down in roster percentage, as he should. He is still an interesting stream, especially for steals, but he's not a 12-team league hold, I don't believe. In terms of the next game, we're looking at the Memphis Grizzlies and the Detroit Pistons. What a game this is. Can the Pistons get a win? This is an opportunity. Last game, Jalen Noel started and played 30-plus minutes. Is that happening? Probably not, because Derek Rose is back. But he has signed the second 10-day hardship contract. He's going to be in the rotation. So how do they use him? How does it work with him, Vince Williams, Derek Rose, Zaya Williams? The whole roster is a complete mess every day. Now, it's hard to know what's going to happen. Well, for the Pistons, I want to see what happens with Jaden Ivey. I do expect that Boyan Bogdanovich starts over Isaiah Stewart. Now, I've been let down by this franchise so many times. But I do believe that Boyan will start over Stewart, meaning Ivy should continue to start. And hopefully, he's allowed to take more than seven shots. I'm still holding him, but it is iffy, obviously. In terms of streams, Tillman for Memphis looks all right, but it could be Rose, could be Vince Williams, could be Zaya Williams, could be Roddy, could be Aldama. It's a whole mess. We know this. Um, and for the Pistons, I do like Killian Hayes as a stream. I think he's worth grabbing in 12-team leagues as well. And I don't think he's moving out of the starting lineup in the next game, or at least for a little bit of time. And I think Asar Thompson will stay on the bench just for now. For the next one, it is the Orlando Magic and the Cleveland Cavaliers. I do want to watch Paulo Bunquero, who started off the season pretty slowly, pretty poorly, in fact. But he's been absolutely cooking, apart from, I think, a game to one or two games ago. I want to see more consistency in some of his shooting numbers and some of his defensive stats. But also, this team needed to get back on track after a disappointing loss last time out. Well, for the Cavs, it's all about Darius Garland to me. The shot distribution, the assist numbers, the turnover numbers... He's been very rocky. He's been quite up and down, and I want to see him sort of start to establish more consistency. In terms of streams, Gogo Badadze and Mo Wagner are your options there in Orlando, maybe even Johnny Isaac. Obviously, Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs need to be rostered regardless. For Cleveland, Isaac Okoro. For deeper leagues, especially with the situation where Levert is out, they don't give minutes to Craig Porter anymore. So we could get 30-plus here for Okoro, which, as we saw last game, was enough to get four assists and four steals, which is bloody good. And normally I wouldn't look at Okoro as much of an option, but if he's going to play 32, then there is a chance for him to do a little bit more here. The Miami Heat and the Toronto Raptors. I do want to watch Jim Butler just to get an idea where we're at with him. Slow start to the season. Usage was down. 
free throw attempt rate was down. Uh, assist rate wasn't there. Steal rate was low. It's pushed back up. And this team still is completely beat up with no Bam, no Hero. So Butler's going to have to, I'm guessing, do a lot. But it's more just watching, like, where do we see him as we move forward? Is he going to be more of a pick-your-spots player, or is it just a weird slump and he's going to be rolling? For the Raptors, I do want to watch Pascal Siakam. He was on the Bilo show earlier today. He's hitting 10% of his threes over the last month, which is not a misspeak for me. It's 10%. He's under 20 for the season. At some point, they are going to go in. So let's see if we can get a turnaround going there. And then in terms of streams, with Bam out, Orlando Robinson should start and should get good minutes, and he's actually streamable in nearly most leagues. Not Tom Bryant. He's bad. It's Orlando Robinson. But they've got a lot of guys. It could be Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Jaime Huckers, Caleb Martin, because there's a lot of players out. For the Raptors, the perpetual stream option is always going to be Gary Trent. What's the this phrase? Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. He's always the stream, never the must roster. Ew. Um, I don't know why I said AO there, because it's not even that funny. It's a very niche fantasy gag. Let's look at the next game, the Brooklyn Nets, the Atlanta Hawks, the battle of the top of the alphabet. Spencer Dinwiddie was on the buy low show, so it was actually uh, Onyeka Okongwu. Dinwiddie sell high, Onyeka Okongwu buy low. So let's see. Dinwiddie, he's hitting his free throws at like 94%. He's playing a ton of minutes. Do they keep doing that? Does his usage go back to 20 now that Cam Thomas is there? Probably. And for Okongwu, any, any chance of a block shot, my guy? That would be key. But probably the more important thing is, do they continue the 10-minute power forward crossover? I don't think it'll happen against this Nets team considering their power forwards are like Dorian Finney-Smith. But we want to see it. If they go with it again, that's really intriguing for where a Kongwu can sit rest of season. Royce O'Neal, probably a stream for Brooklyn there. You could look at Finney-Smith also. And then for Atlanta, there's just no streams. Like, yes, Bay, Bogdanovich, Hunter are all the guys we look at, but they're probably already rostered. So maybe it's like Garrison Matthews. Maybe it's the other Matthews, Double T Matthews, Wes. But Jesus Christ, you're going to be pretty deep to be getting into, into those blokes. The next one to look at is the Spurs and the Timberwolves. What is on my radar for the Spurs? It's, can Devin Vassell start a game and play 30-plus minutes? What is this bullshit? Why is this happening? This team's lost 14 games in a row. Pop, I love you, man. You're not a good coach anymore. You're not a bad coach, but you're not a good coach. This Vassell stuff makes no sense. For the Wolves, I want to see Mike Conley. Continues to be really solid, very little upside, very little peak but really, really solid and helping. I think he's one of the key parts to this team being as good as they are. Him and a return to form from Gobert. In terms of streams, it is Nikhil Alexander-Walker. That value jumps if Edwards misses. And then you've got guys like Troy Brown or Kyle Anderson behind him or Nas Reed. And then for the Spurs, there's not much there. It's Malachi Brown, but honestly, could be one of the worst fantasy players there. But he's starting inexplicably. Should be Champagne. Uh, should be for sale, actually. If we're going to look at the Hornets and the Bulls, Mark Williams was on the buy low show today as well because for some reason he cannot finish at the rim. Two, four of 10 rim finishing games in his last five. Now, me, big proponent of finishing on the rim. I need Mark Williams to take up my mantra and just get those in. Like, you got to do it. And that'll help his value jump through the roof. For the Bulls, my man, Cobert White, has been killing it. 40 minutes a night, replacing Zach Levine as more of a high usage guard on that team. Not in minutes, not in role, but like, well, in role, yes, but not in starting spot. He's been really good, and I want to see that continue. And I think he's going to be pretty strong. Obviously, must roster Kobe. For streams, look at Big Dick Nick on the bench there for the Hornets, but their value is really concentrated in six guys only. And then Pat Williams is the Bulls guy that we take a look at. The next game is the Thunder and the Rockets. What is going on with Josh Giddy? He, I know some of the stuff that's going on with Josh Giddy. The on-court stuff is more confusing. He can't shoot at all. His minutes are dropping, and they're just benching him to, to finish with Cason Wallace or with um, Isaiah Joe at the end of games. And we are at the stage where in 10-team leagues, you can drop Josh Giddy, 
And I think in 12s, we are really close. And if he plays 26 again in this one, I reckon you're cup eight. I, I don't know for sure, but that's where we're heading. Um, for the Rockets, Jabari Smith's like a top 50 player over the last two weeks. He's shooting really, really well. His two-point percentage is like 68%. Is that real? Is that what Jabari is going to offer us? Because that's awesome. So let's pay attention to his role and see if he ever gets a bump in usage because that hasn't really been there. In terms of streams, Lou Dort's the Thunder guy that I look at. You could look at Joe and, and, and Wallace as well. And then for the Rockets, Tari Eason and Dylan Brooks, probably your two priority guys. Limited upside players, but with stream value nonetheless. For the Jazz, I want to see what's going on with Walker Kessler. They're taking on the Mavericks. Does Kessler start or do they go with Yurt7 again? I think Yurt7 does have some stream value in this game with all those guys out. Well, for the Dallas Mavericks, I want to see Derek Lively's minutes. Can kids settle in at 30 a night instead of 26? Irrespect, well, you know, without foul trouble? That's key for us to watch. And there's just so many streams available in this game because Markin and Clarkson and Linick are out for the Jazz. And then we go to Dallas and Kyrie might be out. Grant Williams might be out. Tim Hardaway might be out. Josh Green is out. So many options. Keontae George and Derek Jones Jr. are two options they look at, but there could be a million more. Yurtseven, Deeper Leaks, Taylor Hendricks, Colin Sexton. Um, you said Derek Jones in Dallas. You might look Grant Williams is questionable as well. We might be looking at bloody Omax Prosper. Um, there's so many different guys in what could be an absolute shit show of a game with wild rotations that tells us nothing about the future. All right, that will tell me, well, it is time for me to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Tickets, you want them. Game time, they've got them. I sound like super hot fire, but that's what the tickets are at Game Time. Because with Game Time, you can take the guesswork out of buying tickets to your favorite event, whether it is sporting events, musicals, comedies, theater, it's all there. And they've got so many different things, last minute deals, all in pricing, the views from your seat and the best price guarantee. You want to see what seat you're getting. So on Game Time, you go in there, you see the seat, you click the button, bang. And you can see exactly what it is you're going to be seeing at the event that you choose to go to. They've also got those last-minute deals. They'll chuck a notification on your phone. The old noty pops up and goes, hey, something, something cracking's happening in your town right now. Do you want some tickets? And you go, yes, please. And they offer discounted last-minute tickets as well. So if you want to take the guesswork out of buying tickets, you do it with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20% off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let us now just roll through the end of this. Denver and the Clippers. Aaron Gordon has been weird this season, some weirdness in percentages, some uh, free throw issues obviously are there. Minutes have been up and down. I, I want to see some of that efficiency for Gordon return. That's part of the appeal or the way he's been able to improve in Denver is playing with Jokic. Let's see how that goes. And then Jim Harden, who I was I was going to do an under the lens today on him, but because it's a big slate and we just did a buy low sell high, I didn't do it. But Harden is 15th in minus one category rankings the last week. He's shooting the three ball well. His assist rate and his usage isn't as high as it's been in the past, but he's starting to put together good fantasy numbers. So let's see how the distribution works between him, Kawhi, and George, and how they coexist, and even Westbrook too. In terms of streams, Reggie Jackson, whose value really spikes if Jamal Murray is out. And then there is Terrence Mann or Norman's power. Now, they probably get similar minutes. It's hard to get excited about either one, but you know, maybe, maybe, probably not. The next game is the last game of the night. It is the Portland Trailblazers and the Golden State Warriors. Shaden Sharp with the expect 
expected? No. With the expected return of Simons, how does that impact Sharp? What does it do to Brogdon? What does it do to Scoot Henderson? And then for the Warriors, does Dario Saric start at center again? How do the minutes look between him and Kavon Looney, especially with Wiggins and Chris Paul returning? In terms of streams, we can look on Portland at Tamani Kamara or Jabari Walker. That is assuming that Jeremy Grant is out. And Matisse Thibel could also get in that mix too, although he could be squished with Simons returning also. And then for the Warriors, it probably is Saric ahead of Looney, ahead of Moody, ahead of Pajemski. Moody and Looney, man, that sounds way too close together. Let's look at streaming options for 10-team leagues to round this guy out. 10-teamers, we're looking at Derek Lively, Paddy Williams, uh, Jaime Huckers, Xavier Tillman, Dario Saric, and Keontae George. They all project pretty nicely. Again, with those Jazz ones, you might throw Yurtseven or perhaps even Colin Sexton into that mix too. For 12-teamers, we're looking at Alex Caruso, Killian Hayes, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Orlando Robinson, and Caleb Martin in Miami, and Goga Badadze. For deeper leagues, Terrence Mann, Ayo Desumu, who's getting some strong minutes at the moment, Derek Jones, Rob Covington, Isaac Okoro, and Bilal Kulabali. And lastly, we're going to do points leagues. It is Keontae George. We're looking at Killian Hayes, Patrick Williams, Orlando Robinson, Xavier Tillman, and Dario Saric. Guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this show. I'm not, I wasn't going to say that anymore. I'm not going to do it. Just hit subscribe on YouTube. We want 70,000 subs. Hit subscribe, notification bell, leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.